everyone. Welcome to Bet the Farm. This is Colton's turn. Welcome to Bet the Farm. Today we got a very special episode for you guys. We got the big man on campus, the host of Big Man on Basketball, Jeff Nadu, on with us today for a special interview. I think it went awesome. I think you guys are really gonna like it. And if you're new here, stick around and catch catch some other 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 episodes too. Greg, edit that shit out. Okay, I'll, um, Colton, we're, he's struggling. He farms, he doesn't speak, uh, he lives in isolation, so when he has to talk too much, words get hard. Um, <laughs> he did a good job when he jumped in on the interview, though. Well, yeah, well, as for the interview, um, this was obviously all of our first time giving this type of a formal interview, but I think Anthony did a great job leading the conversation, and Colton and I... You know, we found our spots, and I think we got in at the right times and asked some good questions. But he was a great guest, dude. It was really fun to have him on. It was, it's just crazy. We started this a few months ago, messing around, and now we have, you know, it. It wasn't, you know, an A-list star, but it is somebody that is famous for being good at gambling. So to us, that's an A-list star. Um, I've so, never heard of anybody that knows as much about college basketball as this guy does. It's Dude, amazing. It's unbelievable. You, will, you can ask him about any school, and he will give you five minutes on that school. You will learn, to to agree with Anthony's point, you will learn later on in this interview when I bring up um, Northern Colorado. He starts rattling off dudes that I just I couldn't believe it. I mean, he rattled off that, that like, Odenbaugh guy that I went to school with 10 years ago. It was just... Oh, yeah. It was impressive. So it was a great it was a great interview. Um, I'm just yeah, I, I don't uh, we were all kind of speechless after it because we didn't know it would go well. And it, we, we think it went well. Uh, so yeah. we hope you guys think the same. Um, yep, we give you about 40 minutes of good content. And if there's ever a podcast of ours that you should have listened to, it's this one right here. No doubt. No doubt. And that's all thanks. To, I mean, Anthony really pulled his weight here. He sent the DM. He got in touch with him and he led the interview. So uh, kudos to Anthony. This I don't give credit much, but I will give credit here. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Now let's get Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. And then real quick, let's just run through today's picks. We get, we got some picks for you. I got Grizzlies plus five. I had Grizzlies plus six. It's now Grizzlies plus four and a half, which means I'm fucking right. I've lost five straight games, four straight player props. I, I'm going to win today. If I were you, I would. this is where I would I would bet the farm on the Memphis Grizzlies plus today whatever. Today is the day. Today's the day. Memphis Grizzlies. I love it. Jeff Nadu said, don't bet teams, bet numbers. That's what I'm doing here. Okay, well, I'm, hey, I'm going. Spoilers. <laughs> Whoops. That's just a little insight. But yeah. uh, I, I'm i going with the Nets and the Clippers game over 241 and a half. Uh, I was talking to, to you guys. I, I told you that since Je- James Harden has joined the Nets, they're the worst worst team on defense and the best team on offense so that to me just equals points especially against the clippers just because paul because paul george has been playing has been having a really good season so i hope he just fills up the stat sheet along with everybody else on the on the court so um over 241 in that game a number that big it's i'd like 250 i love it i love it anthony and I'm going to continue my under streak. I hit our first under of all time yesterday in the Jackson State game. Tonight we're going with under 141.5 in Wake Forest and Notre Dame. Under 141.5. It is Toledo Tuesday, too. So our podcast pick, even though I don't love it, don't love it. So, But we still have to take it for Toledo Tuesday. 
It is Toledo minus four and a half or five and a half, depending on what book you look at against Akron. So okay. Toledo Tuesdays. Uh, so take Toledo with the spread. Take Colton's bet with uh, Clippers Nets over 241 and a half. And then once you win money from that, put it all on the Grizzlies plus four and a half, five, whatever the number. They're plus 164 money line right now. I'm not saying that will hit, but it probably will. Okay. All right. Without further ado, here's Jeff Nadu. Yes. We now welcome on a huge guest here. We're very thankful to have him on. He is Jeff Nadu, the big man on campus, a Philly native, Barstool employee, and he's also the host of an awesome podcast that I don't miss an episode of, The Big Man on Basketball. How you doing, Jeff? Well, I don't know about a big guest. I'm, I'm a decent <laughs> guest. Thanks for having me, guys. Very, uh, very kind of you to ask. No problem. I get a lot of my college basketball knowledge from you, and you've really uh, opened my eyes to these lower-level teams. So we're very happy to have you on. Glad to help. Yeah, you know, I've always loved basketball. And, uh, you know, when you bet on sports, you know, if you're going to sit there and bet, you know, the, the Blue Bloods and, and the best teams in the NBA every night, you're not going to win. And you got you to gotta open up your palate, if you will. You can't just eat chicken every night. You got to eat different <laughs> things. So I look at that with – sports as well i'm always looking where others aren't i like things that people aren't uh into not popular so it's always worked in basketball because there's so many teams absolutely well we want to start by congratulating you on your weight loss you started 338 if i'm correct yeah you know it's funny i um it was 338 when i started in march but i actually went to the doctor last week for a physical for the first time since i've lost a ton of weight and they actually told me that the last time I went to the doctor, which was in, I think, 2018, 2019, I was actually 345 at one point. So, yeah, I mean, wow. either way, I'm up over 100 pounds lost. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate it. It's it's uh, something that uh, probably the best thing I've ever done as far as. Like, oh, yeah, that's training. absolutely so, amazing. Yeah, it, it definitely has opened up a lot in my life. And uh, it's part of routine that I have. And, you know, guys, I live my life. I've talked with this glowingly that I live my life really like a. Uh, someone in prison would do. I, I, <laughs> I live literally the same routine. I, I, you know, especially in the winter, you know, I just handicapping is so, you know, statistical and, and sitting in your house and watching stuff. And you know, during the winter, I mean, I'm, I'm so routine based, but now that I'm, you know, kind of in a different space, you know, mind wise, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to once this coronavirus stuff's all over, you know, going out and, and, and seeing some of the world and, and doing more. So, yeah. Um, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. But I do have a quick question before we get into the sports, Jeff. I've, I've listened for quite some time as well uh, with with Anthony. Um, so it is big man on campus and big man on basketball. I mean, are you going to have to adjust that soon? Is it going to be have to <laughs> like physically fit man on basketball or how? Uh, how? Uh, I'm never going to get rid of the name. I mean, a name is a name. Um, the problem that the name presented was, and I actually blogged about this when I first started at, at Barstow writing stuff, it, it, the name became a literal thing, you know, and, and for a while it, it made a lot of sense because I was a big man, but um, I sure. didn't want it to be literal anymore. It's kind of like just a name for me now, though. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'll always – it's kind of like those – you know, I don't know if you've ever seen like The Wire, but there was a, a character in The Wire called Little Kevin, but he was like 400 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't it's make like calling the big guy tiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. So, yeah, uh, no, I've never changed the name. I will say, though, you know, the name is kind of juvenile, I feel like, at this point, but – 
you know, I've had it for love a while. It. I kind of love it. I like, I, I like Big Man. I, I think it flows. I think it flows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Now, now one quick thing from me, Jeff. I I think one of the most commendable things about um, not only you losing the weight, but also doing it in this period of time that that we've never seen before. You know, not being able to hit the gym like as as regularly as as people once had before. So, what did that look like for you once you started to make that transition? Since you weren't able to just you know go to the gym. I'm going to tell you something. Even if I could go to the gym, I wouldn't go to a gym. I, I do everything outside. You know, it's really rudimentary. You know, any person in America could do it. Um, you know, it's like today. I mean, it, it's snowing very hard out. Um, you've got to find a way to work out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out of my hallway in my apartment building and I'm going to run up and down the hallway. Uh, and I'm going to do push-ups on the steps and I'm going to figure out a way to sweat. You know, that kind of stuff. And yep. for real, it was just for me, one day I just said, you know what? I'm going to go out and start walking, you know, getting some fresh air, leaving the phone inside. Sure. And then it became a challenge to, okay, now I'm going to run, you know, for a few hundred feet. And then I'm going to run for a quarter of a mile. Then I'm going to run for a half a mile. You know, and now I'm doing hundreds of push-ups a day. I can see definition in my in my body. Um, you know, and, you know, it's crazy, guys. Like, I don't really eat that crazy. Like, I don't. I don't sit there and eat broccoli and chicken every meal. You know, I right. just really limited what I eat and when I eat um, to five hours out of the day and, and the rest I just fast and it's work. But you got to stop making excuses. A lot of people just, oh, I don't feel like working out today. You got to mm-hmm. go out and do it anyway. You know, regardless of how busy you are, how, how long the day is, you got to go do it. Yeah. Make those adjustments. That's right. That's right. All right. Enough Absolutely. of that. Let's get into it, Anthony. Basketball time, baby. Oh, yeah. So. I'm a URI graduate. I grew up watching URI. I lived about 10-minute walk from the Ryan Center. So I've been there since the Jim Barron days, Billy Barron, all the way up until now. And I don't think we've had a worse coach than David Cox. And I know that you've talked about how poor of a coach he is. I went to a game a couple years ago at PC, and they ran a three-man weave around the three-point line for the first 22 seconds of the shot clock. Then someone would drive, run into three people, and throw up a shitty shot. So what do you think of uh, coach to our listeners? Um, you know, I'm pretty – like, coaches are pretty important to me. I think um, – you know, a good coach in college basketball is really the difference between winning and losing and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, creating even a decent program. I think David Cox is one of the worst coaches in America. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm not I'm not being rude. Like I I legitimately mean that I, I I watch his games. I don't understand the offense. I don't understand really anything they do. Um, it's just a bunch of guys running around and, you know, trying to you know, take 20 seconds of the shot clock and they decide, you know what, we got to shoot. And, um, you know, then they shoot. It's, um, it's a really weird, um, offense or whatever it's called. They, they really don't have any ball handlers <laughs> outside of Fats Russell. And it's really a sad thing because, you know, I remember watching Fats at Imhotep high school in Philadelphia. He's a terrific player. Um, I think he's one of the best guards in the country, but he's on a team that just, it doesn't really make any sense. And look, they've lost a lot of talent. Yeah, you lose guys like Jeff Doughton, you know, Lane yep. Devine, Tyrese Martin. Um, you know, you can't lose those guys and expect to, to 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 do what you did before. But once Hurley left, I mean, you had to make a better hire. I didn't. I don't like the whole like grabbing a guy that was like the assistant and just elevating him. 
sometimes that's cool, but sometimes those people are just assistants and they should be assistants. Um, I would have went like a, a Shaheen Holloway way at like uh, St. Peter's or someone yeah. like that. A guy that's, you know, had some experience like an Aaron McKee type. That would have been interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I, David Cox sucks. Yeah, it's horrible. I think that they elevated him because of how good of a recruiter is, but I think that there's a line that you have to draw between recruiting and coaching, and he just is so far below that Mendoza line, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. I I he has a deep team. I mean, there are definitely plenty of of, of athletic kids on this team, but um, you know, they're, they're just hard to watch, man, offensively. It, it's it it's is. ugly at times. Uh, and they kind of pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes, like the first four games out of the season, because they're really good on offense. And it was like, oh, they're kind of good, and the tempo is going to be fun. But then it's just been – it's just been a mess since, like, December 1st. Yeah, and yeah. they got all these kids from big schools like Jalen Carey, the Mitchell Twins. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Shepard is from Eastern Carolina, but he's been playing awesome. And you just got all this talent and just doing nothing with it is very frustrating. But as that's what happens. Fan. That's what happens when you don't have a good coach. You know, the, all the transfers are cool and all, but you've got to get them to jive and have continuity and cohesiveness. And you, know, you look at the continuity on this team, which I think is an important stat. When you look at getting into February and a March into the tournament, if you bet continuously on teams with no continuity, so basically how many minutes have they played together uh, compared to last year, I mean, this team right. is in the 300s. They're, they don't mm. have a lot of cohesiveness together. So, you know, transfers are cool, but they have to jive. Yeah, that makes sense. I know you talked a lot about how Wisconsin, you don't care what they do in the regular season because of how. All right. I was talking about the cohesiveness and how you've talked about teams like Wisconsin, who are all seniors and they've been there for a while, and how you don't care what they do in the regular season, just look for them in the tournament. So, I didn't know that you or I, I mean, you can assume that they're below 300 but i didn't know that stat mm-hmm. it's a good one yeah 302nd in continuity and you look Jeez. at wisconsin i mean and they're 357 teams for, for anyone playing along enough yep. so they're they're basically in the bottom 50 of of just experience and continuity but yeah i mean teams like wisconsin are teams that i i i always enjoy i, I don't teams like this i don't care about in the regular season because they're going to get to the tournament they're good enough to always get there you know you want a team guys that doesn't turn a ball over, doesn't foul on defense, can guard without fouling. That's a lost art in basketball, defending without fouling, because refs are more enticed to call fouls now. You know, if you can keep a team, a team can stay in games from the line. You can be a bad team, and if you get to the line and make your free throws, you can stay in games. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's kind of a norm. And, you know, Wisconsin's just a really high fundamental IQ team, and that goes back to probably outside of John Chaney, my favorite coach ever is Bo Ryan, and you know, Bo Ryan was just the epitome of high IQ basketball. He would always get these kids that look like they're 35, but they're terrific <laughs> basketball players. And they and you look at their makeup. I mean, it's so re- true. It's so true, though. Yeah. And their football team does the same thing. Like, yes, they, get, they do. They get these football players that look like, you know, they'd either be like a lumberjack or like yeah. a, a cattle rancher or something. And they get hey. them to, to play football. And, and it's, <laughs> it's fun. And, you know, you look at like this team is – so experienced is crazy. Like some of these guys have been there seemingly for six, seven years, it seems like. But, you know, when you look at I talk about experience, I mean, 17th and experience in America. There's just so much experience with this group that, you know, you want that late in the season that that's going to, you know, they don't turn it over. They're not going to, you know, something I look at a lot of guys is non steel turnover percentage, which would basically 
mean like how many turnovers are you committing actually? So not mm-hmm. like the, the, the – that wouldn't be like the uh, opponent stealing the ball from you. A non-steal turnover percentage would be like stepping on the end line or traveling or a shot clock throw, violation. Yeah, throwing it out of bounds or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. It, sound, it sounds so – it sounds so uh, like – Rudimentary, L- L- like, yeah. 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 Sure. Like it just that's just that's just like what it comes what basketball comes down to in the end is are you sound fundamentally? Yeah. Do you guys play well together? Are you you know, are you a good team basically? Yeah, yeah. And you over know, are the you years, taught the things that you're supposed to do? And it, exactly. And over the years, there's probably not a more fundamental team that than than Wisconsin. I mean, their non steel turnover percentage is seventh in the nation. That's you know, seven wow. percent is extremely low as far as they just don't beat themselves. And what they do to you is they make you beat yourself. Okay. So they are, are going to, you, you look at, at those metrics. They're just, they're really good on defense. They've got a big front line, good guard play. They're just a team that I look at like a blue chip stock. You know, I, yeah. I always know if I bet on Amazon, you know, I'm probably going to make money on it. So, right. yes, yes. you know, it, it's, it's, or GameStop now. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, especially geez. GameStop yeah. now. So, get yeah, it on just, AMC or Penn. It's, it's like, exactly. It's like a, you know, it's like a savings account. Okay. With a savings account, you always get interest. You know, it's always going to be, you know, you're not going to get a lot of interest, but you always can trust a savings account. So, yep. I look at Wisconsin like a savings account. You always can trust yeah. what they do. Great well, insight. Yeah, speaking of a very well-coached team, Matt Langle over at Colgate. I love watching them play. Their center, Keegan Records, number 14 with the long hair. You know him? Yes, I do. So I coached him. I was a coach at South Kingstown High School for a year, my senior year of college, and he was on our team. I coached him for a year. He's awesome. I never thought that he'd go D1 to Colgate, but I think that year at St. Andrews really helped him too. You think there's any uh, – you, can you see Matt Langle coming to a school like URI? And a pipe dream. Of hey, what? I mean, it would be a home run hire uh, if uh, if they were able to get a guy like Matt Langle. You know, I know Matt Langle well. He um he was a Dunphy uh, disciple. He's from my area here in the Philadelphia area. He, you know, he coached under Dunphy for years. And you know, Colgate I think is a team that can 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 win a game in, in March. They are really really good. I actually bet them yesterday against Holy Cross. I found so a really I. good yeah. I, I found a really good angle with um teams in the second half of back-to-backs that I've been using and you know Colgate is really just a, a such a terrific offensive team you talk about another team high basketball IQ they're basically Wisconsin light um, you know third in turnover margin in America non-steal percentage is sixth so right under Wisconsin uh, wow. and they score 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 they're an elite defensive team um, you know they, I think it's important to mention Colgate has played a joke of a schedule. I mean, oh, yeah. four of their eight wins have been against Holy Cross. Uh, BU is down, and then you do have one lost Army. They're really going to be a team that's going to have to prove it because last year in the Patriot League, they did the same thing in conference, and they just crushed everybody. And then they got to the uh, Patriot League tournament and lost to, to BU in, in kind of a last-second game. So there's a lot of uh, chips on their shoulders this year, and Jordan Burns is terrific. So – uh, yeah, I like Colgate a lot. Langle's a terrific guy. He would be one of my top mid majors to go after if I'm a if I'm a Penn State or or like a Rhode Island or, or something like that. I'd be looking towards uh, towards Langle. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would definitely be nice. Greg, do you have anything about uh, your hometown that you'd like to ask? So Jeff, I 
You you talk about everybody. That's why I love your podcast. You cover. I mean, there's. You said there's 357 schools. You, by the end of the year, you're probably going to talk about all 357. Um, I hope Northern Colorado's one of them. I hope you mention them. Um, that's where uh, Colton and I grew up. It's in Greeley, Colorado. It's a small D1. Um, but I I've noticed they've been playing all right. They're in the conference with like Montana, uh, Big Sky. Yeah. Big Sky. They. They won it our senior year of high school, 2011, and went to the tournament. They had this crazy guard, Devin Beitzel. Like, it was electric. And yeah. But since then, they've been pretty iffy. But this year, they've been playing a little better. Do you, do you have anything on them, or have you seen them play, or yeah, is there any know, betting value? They had a terrific coach, Jeff Linder, for a lot of years. Um, he's now over at, uh, at Wyoming. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I remember they had a kid a couple of years ago, uh, called Jordan Davis. He was yep. really terrific. Great scorer. Is always going to give you 25 a game. It seemed like uh, Bodie Hume. Hume they had Jonah Rodenbaugh. They, they were an interesting team. A couple of Rodenbaugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I went to school with him. I know. I like. I know him. That's awesome. Yeah, they're um they're a team that I think is really just kind of in the middle now in the Big Sky. You know, in the Big Sky, it's EWU, it's Montana. I think Montana State's a solid basketball team. Um, you know, Steve Smiley has some question marks. You know, th- this is a tough job to get, as as you guys know. Um, but um, you know, nothing is crazy in the Big Sky. You know, they always find there's always some some randomness. Yes. I mean, yes. whether it's you know, Montana usually is your favorite, but right. You know, Southern Utah is better, and 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 Colorado, Northern Colorado is better. Northern Arizona is a team that's getting better. So, you know, I don't um I don't think they can win this conference this year. They've actually struggled a little bit of late. Yes. Um, yes. And you know, when they step up in competition, they they've struggled. Um, but you know, job jobs like that in America are are, you know, you, you try to build a program and look. Everyone strives to be like Gonzaga someday, where you know. <sighs> Bart yep. Few comes in, assumes a program that nobody knows who the hell they are, uh, and now Gonzaga is, you know, arguably one of the best basketball schools in America, and you know they get top recruits, and 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 they're constantly in the national title considerations. When when he took over there, no one knew what Gonzaga was. So no. you know, could, could Northern Colorado someday be that? I hope for your guys' sake. <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> Me too, because you. But, uh, you... You mentioned they they lose to big teams. I mean, I told uh, me and Colton were talking about it when they played against CU, and I was like, bet them, man, bet them. And they just got absolutely just smothered. I mean, they got beat by 30 or 40. Yeah, I was like, what, to lose by 30? He said, no, no, to win. I was like, no way, Greg. Come on. And they they didn't win, and they weren't close. So you're right. Yeah, they're just not good right now. I think a couple of – I want to say a couple of years ago, I think it was – I don't know. I think it was the year that Loyola went to the Final Four, which was 2018. I want to say they did some decent things in uh, one of the, the tournaments, the C- CBI or CIT. I feel like they had a decent run. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of what you got to hope for. You know, get into, the, like, the, the NIT and win something yep. like that and, and yep. go from there. For yep. sure. So we've talked about our home teams. I know that you're a huge Philly guy. I've talk, heard you talk about the Eagles and Sixers, but do you have a college basketball team that you root for? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've I had Temple season tickets for several years okay. now, obviously not this year. Uh, but growing up when I was a kid, I, you know, outside of Allen Iverson, the first basketball I watched at eight, nine years old was, 
you know, Temple, you know, John Chaney with with you know, guys like Lynn Greer and, 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 and Quincy Wadley and those guys. And, you know, coming up, um, Deontay Christmas and Dustin Salisbury and some of those guys. Uh, I've always been a Temple guy. I, I Temple, if, you, if, if you've ever been to the city, Temple is in the middle of, of North Philly. It's a tough area. It's a tough neighborhood. Uh, it's a truly incredible campus. I think it's one of the great kind of interesting campuses in America. Um, and the basketball players are tough. They're, they're hardcore and they really temple for many years. And when I was a kid was kind of the fifth team in this town. Uh, and that was because of a guy like John Chaney and you know, then Dunphy took over and, you know, they've kind of fell off recently, but, um, and I've always enjoyed temple basketball. They're actually the fifth winningest program in college basketball history. I bet you didn't know that. Uh, no. I did not. Yeah. So, uh, that's enough on you or I in the A-10. They did for a lot of years. Yeah, um, you know the the passing of, of John Chaney was definitely a tough one for me because, you know, I don't think people really know outside of the city what John Chaney did for young men in America. You know, I've always said I think the most important person in a community is a basketball coach. Um, numerous hundreds of thousands of young men's lives have been saved because of basketball. And you know, John Chaney, from when he was a, a child, he learned that you know you got to keep kids away from the streets. And, you know, John Cheney yep. did that a lot. There were kids in, in Philadelphia when, when, when I was younger that I would hear about, you know, that would grow up in some of these neighborhoods that, you know, all they had was basketball without basketball, they would be dead or in jail. And yeah, um, who knows? You know, John, John Cheney was integral in that kind of stuff. And, and he was truly a, a saint. Uh, I, I think it was a huge loss for basketball. They don't make guys like that anymore. No, people like that are very important. Sure. Yeah, he he just passed this. I don't know if you know this, Colton. He passed this most recent weekend. Yeah, I did. I did see yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was set. in '89 though. Boy, did he impact lives for a long time though. That's, he definitely. One other that's thing. That's awesome. That, that's so true. One other thing. Um, John Thompson actually passed away as well about a month ago. Oh. John Thompson was uh, real quick. A story about John Thompson. When John Thompson was at Georgetown in the '80s, there was a guy in Washington D.C called Rafael Edmond. He was the biggest drug trafficker on the East Coast. And he was from Washington, D.C. And he loved going to Georgetown basketball games. He would sit courtside with all his jewelry on. And, you know, people knew who he was. And he started hanging out with Alonzo Mourning and some of the other players. <laughs> and John Thompson got wind of this one day and, and told one of his superior, one of his assistant coaches to go find Rafael Edmond and bring him to me. And they said, Rafael Edmonds a drug trafficker. He ain't gonna come see you. Are you are you nuts? He goes, I don't care who he is. He goes, I want to talk to him right now. So they bring, they tell Rafael Edmonds that John Thompson wants to see you. He thinks, you know, you know, it's great they meet John Thompson. He takes John Thompson in a room and says, sit down. And he goes, if I ever catch you around one of my players again, I'm gonna call the FBI, and you're not gonna be around here no more. And it was said that Ray Fledman never went to another basketball game after that. That's the kind of respect that John Thompson had. They don't make those kind of coaches anymore. And the fact that we've lost two of those guys recently is uh, is is really sad. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But but you speak. I mean, the way you speak highly of them does represent them well. And that you know, John Thompson's one of those guys that I. I grew up uh, in the on the East Coast in Rhode Island, and I watched a lot of like UConn, Georgetown, and I just remember his face. I just remember growing up watching basketball and remember his face. And then as I got older and became more educated on the game and started gambling 
and he was just always there. And he was just he was a pillar of the old Big East. You know, yeah. I've seen those documentaries. It's just we we've lost a few good ones, but they, I think they've left quite a mark. Uh, Without so. John Thompson, we don't have Allen Iverson. If you no, actually, doubt, no him, doubt, no yeah, doubt. If you don't have Allen Iverson, if you don't know no anything about him. When he was growing up, he he was arrested when he was in high oh, school. Oh yeah, yeah. Fra- fraudulently too. Yeah, that he was, went to he went to prison for. Yeah, that was wrong. That yeah, was wrong. Thirty for thirty. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, John was the only coach that gave him an opportunity, and that's how we have him. So again, it goes back to so many kids, man, just fall through the cracks, and that's why I feel like you know basketball to me is something that the federal government should should really that needs to be a program in every community in America because it would. I, it would yes. help significantly. Yeah, they need to quit quit cutting those expenses and add Agreed. to them. I, I I completely agree. Anthony, what do, we, what do we got? Yeah, absolutely. So a team, and you've talked about it on your podcast that I used to just auto bet the overs is the Citadel. After yes. today, they're one and four to the under in their last five games since the VMI game. Is it time to start going under? You know, I, I think the problem that you have in, in Citadel games, and I've actually addressed this in my show, um, the the odds makers catch on to this stuff, and they price the totals differently. So, yeah. and, and this is why, like, understanding what normal bettors are betting is important to me, because, you know, once a team starts to become public-driven, so once I see people that, that I know aren't good at gambling betting on Drake – and the Citadel, um, mm-hmm. that's my cue to get off. I I, I liken it to um, if you guys are familiar with like EDM. So like, yep. When yeah. I was growing up in the 2000s, nobody knew who knew what EDM was. No one knew what trance was. No one knew who Tiesto or Jonathan. Oh Pugh yeah. Was. Right. I, I was I was in the summer. The only people that knew about trance and techno were the people that were going to you know merge in Seaside Heights. I mean. But then in the two, that late 2010s, we started hearing about dubstep and all this stupid EDM. <laughs> it really like really ruined the genre. And I find myself going back and listening to, you know, Paul Van Dyke and, 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 and you know, people like that. And that's what these teams become. They become watered down. Um, and the Citadel people know they go fast. I mean, today's game is a prime example. You, you kind of had a feeling there's no way it doesn't go over. It's a layup line kind of game. It was a 12 o'clock start, though, and yeah, it yeah. was the difference in the game. It was 76-75. If this game was played at 7 o'clock, it went over. Um, yeah, so yeah, and that I mean, first half, 35-30. I think that's an astute point by you. These totals are just too high. 169 is a high total in basketball. You need everything to go right from the tip. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember in one of your earlier shows you talked uh, – the question was brought up, what's the highest you can go for a total during that Iowa and Gonzaga game? And you said like right around 170. And then I think two or three games ago, the Citadel total was 172 and I was blown away. Yeah. And that's about as high as you go. And you hit you figure on that. You need the game just to push. You need like yeah. 90 to 82. And Which is college, crazy. Yeah. But look again, I want to make this clear. The Citadel, there was a, a few years ago, the Citadel, I, it was like 2016, 2017. They may have been the worst defense I've ever seen. I mean, they were every night giving up 100 points in a non-conference. I mean, go back. I think it was 2016, 2017. It was it was incredible, really. Worse than Mississippi Valley State? Oh. Uh, eh, they're probably on the same <laughs> wavelengths. But Mississippi yeah. Valley State is the worst team I've ever seen in basketball. It's unbelievable. This year's team. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, five points in the second half a couple games ago. They are so bad. I rode with the fighting Deion Sanders with you uh, a couple days ago. 106-56. That was a nice, easy one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was uh, – you know, they're just a team. You don't really even look at stats. You just kind of bet against them right now. Um, yep. You know, like I said, it's, it's not really about who they're playing. It's about just how inept they are. It's crazy. Um, it's Jeff, crazy. You, you mentioned a team that, like, you right when the public gets on them, you want to get off them. I, this is my last – Quick one, uh, Alabama. I, I heard you talk about them on the podcast. Is that one where everyone's really starting to jump on the train and it may be time to get off? I can't see that offense being that efficient all year. Um, yeah, you know, I I, I would agree with that in in certain certain thought. I, I think the the problem that you have with that offense not going anywhere is that's kind of just a system offense. Um, they play with. Pace. I mean, their possession oh, yeah. length, their average possession length is about 14 seconds. Which, yeah, you think about that. That means by the 15 second mark, they're they've taken their shot already and they've been in their offense. So, you know, they're they're constantly looking to run. Um, you know, they they offensive rebound like many teams don't. Um, I don't think their offense is going to go anywhere. I think it's just teams have seen them once or, or twice and and they kind of sniffed them out it wouldn't surprise me if alabama lose in the first game of the ncaa tournament because <laughs> you know if they get a team that you know can kind of like if they get colgate they'll lose like Ooh, i like to slow them down yeah and a team that can match their efficiency offensively uh and is kind of a giant slayer colgate is good man i mean and i like look, i got a lot of i got a lot of you know, a lot of really good people in basketball that I that I love and trust, guys that have my show that, you know, there's only a few people that I can legitimately talk about basketball with, which is cool because they're willing to come on my show. But, you know, I, I was glad to hear when they agreed with me yesterday that I, I do believe Loyola Chicago can win the entire thing. I think they're that good. Yep. I think Drake is really good. I think all these types of mid-majors, this is the year that they're going to do it if they're going to do it. But, yeah, Alabama, they're not going anywhere. I think outside of Tennessee, they're, they're the best team in that conference. But – yeah, this Oklahoma game was just one of those games where, as a, as a better, you have to kind of spot the kind of stuff, and yep, it just and didn't you make did. sense. You did, you did spot it. I was just—that's why I asked you. You're the expert, so thank you for that. That that makes sense. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so today you talked about it's going to be hard for Loyola or Drake to make it as an at-large. Do you think there's any chance of it happening, or do you think that the committee's just going to look at their schedule and kind of poo-poo it? I think um, I think in years past we've seen that you know the, the committee just gets when they do make that decision they get just you know just wrecked uh, as far as you just can't make that decision. It's it's interesting because you're going to have either Drake or Loyola in the tournament because of the automatic bid. Currently it would be Drake just because they're leading that conference. But if you actually go to look at Lenardi's bracketology as of today or, or the other day, he has Loyola in the first four out. So it's conceivable that I think if Loyola can just win one of those games against Drake, I think they have a good enough at-large record to get in the NCAA tournament. Now, that would all stop if they go to the Missouri Valley tournament and lose to, you know, Valpo or something. Yeah, yeah they would have yep. to, I think, for them to get into the tournament, they would have to win one of the two games this year against Drake in the regular season and then go to the tournament final and if let's say they lose to drake um i think that's enough to get them in cool well i hope so because i want to see these teams in there 
Yeah, they need to win one of those games against Loyola or against Drake. That is imperative. Yep. Yeah. So let's get past college basketball a little bit. I think that was awesome. And we do want to talk to you about NBA because my two co-hosts here, I'm the big college basketball guy. I love betting them. But my two co-hosts love the NBA, and that's the sport that they focus on a little bit more. And I've heard you say that the NBA is the easiest sport to bet on and that you just have to look at the numbers, not the teams or matchups. And what do you really mean by that? Um, yeah, so I, I truly mean that. I, I think, you know, obviously you want a little bit of common sense, but, you know, a lot of the time it's really just a simple – and this is no knock on anyone that, that mm-hmm. listens to the show, but, like, it, it's almost like stocks. When you look at stocks, you know – or even uh, playing blackjack at a casino. If I say to you, hey, um, if you have to play with the, the square at the table, is that something you would want? Like, um, no. Yeah, like, no, no, def- definitely not. Yeah, like you don't want that person on your side. Like, yeah. no. like they screw it up. They're, they're hitting on 16 and 17 and stuff. Like, yeah, you don't, no. yeah, you don't want that guy. But, like, when you look at the NBA, most of the NBA – players and this is funny because if you go to any casino in america so like let's say you go to um you know the greek town in in, in detroit right and you go oh, up yes. to you go on a busy tuesday or wednesday i guarantee you that if you have 10 people in line nine are betting the nba and nine are betting nba parlays five 16 parlays. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's just that's what that's who bets the nba people that have no idea what they're doing Yep. And they love betting on Kevin Durant. And they love betting on Giannis <laughs> Atenacumpo. And, you know, I, I'm getting into the the Pistons, um, you yep. know, the, the, you know, the Spurs, the Hawks, you know, the Thunder. Yep. And when you – it's funny because look at against the spread numbers right now, okay? Milwaukee, yep. Brooklyn, Toronto, Miami, New Orleans. Those are the bottom five Gar- teams in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Against the numbers. Chicago's so, the team. It's crazy. Yeah. So the top teams are, are like Utah, Chicago, Atlanta, Memphis, uh, Oklahoma City. You know, those are the teams that cover. I've said yeah. many times, you do not lay double digits in the NBA unless it is a really good team against a really bad team in a predicament that they can't really prepare for. So – you know, yeah. a, you know, first game off a road trip. A first game off a road trip is a huge bet against in the NBA because these are human beings at the end of the day. Okay, so right, you go on an eight-game road trip. Let's you go to West Coast. You're you're on the the Wizards or something. I don't know. You come home. You got to deal with your wife, your kids, getting tested for coronavirus this year. You got to deal with that side piece that you have on the side that <laughs> she wants time with you. You got to get your car from the, the, the airport. Like there's just so many things to deal with. Then you got to go play basketball on top of it. Um, so, yeah, there's it's all about numbers, you know, and, and that's for me. If, if the public has the bucks at minus seven and 85 percent of the, the bets are on the, the bucks, yet the line goes to six and a half. That's a pure play on the dog. I mean, it's, it's just it's yeah, simple. I love it. You gotta have some balls to bet it. Like, like tonight, tonight I've got I've got the Pistons plus plus eight, eight and a half, whatever they are against the Nuggets. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, the Nuggets just played yesterday afternoon, and they just blew the. I mean, they just blew well, the doors off the Jazz. Yeah, they controlled that game. Yeah. They did, and and that's that's I feel you know as an as an athlete I feel like that's tough to you know keep going. 
That's that's a pretty strong. That's actually a pretty strong play because when you look at the Pistons, they didn't play last night. They're off of a loss to the Warriors, I believe, on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you look at that game. I mean, you've you know seventy percent of the the bets coming in are on the Nuggets. The line is sit sat at eight. Um, So yeah, I, I think. That's that's a strong one. I, I like it. I think the Pistons are. I bet them a few times this year against the Sixers yep. and, and Houston, a couple teams. Yeah, that's you hope, put them against the Lakers and they won outright by fifteen that's points. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, we all so, won money on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so just a few more questions so these guys can get back yep. to the farm. We do want to talk about barstool a little bit. I've been okay. a huge Barstool guy. I got both of these fellas into Barstool, and you've been an awesome addition to the team. Try to. I was wondering if there's anything in the works for you to do more content with Barstool, because they've kind of yeah, ostracized you a little bit, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeff, uh, I love no. Barstool. It's true. It's no, true. you're not. You're not wrong. Um, listen, here's the thing, guys. Like when I, when when I I've, I've known Barstool and I've known Big Cat for years. I used to give him picks three four years ago, and this was before gambling was even a thought at the company. Back when they were on 27th, uh, 27th and Broadway in uh, Manhattan, the old office. Yeah. They yeah. um, Dave had me come up one day, and this was you know they had no gambling content, and uh, you know we kind of had it on the shelf for a while, but then the pen stuff started and um. I actually declined them last year. Uh, they offered me um, a contract. They wanted me to move to the city. And, um, you know, for me, like a lot of people don't understand this because they just love Barstool and they want to work there. But for me, like it's important to understand I've been doing this for 10 years. OK, I have mm-hmm. um, I have a, a, a website. I have a, a, a stream of income. I have I have the ability to make money. And for me, it just wasn't the right time from a personal standpoint to, to completely move. And, you know, for me, I recently got in with Dave, you know, back in the summer and, and back before coronavirus started and we kind of had come to an agreement and then the, the virus happened and we had to push it back. And I came on board and the problem is I'm not in the office every day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have certain feuds and stuff that I'm in and whatever, but <laughs> as far as doing more content, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, the problem that, that we have and, and look, this is no excuse. Unfortunately, you know, they have a relationship with somebody that doesn't want to be in content with me. And that's, you yeah. know, do I think it's soft as, as a company that they don't make him do anything? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if it was anyone else, they would get made fun of constantly about it. But, um, you know, I, I just do what I can do. I try to do my own content, you know, streams or, or periscopes. I'm actually working on something different, totally from gambling and sports that, um, that's going to be, I think, pretty big um, at the company. It's an interview I'm doing with Roan and um, a couple other guys that are helping me with it. Awesome. Um, it, it's totally different. Some some of the interest that I have, it, it's it's about the mob and something yeah, that I saw I'm, that on Twitter today. Yeah, it's something I'm hoping awesome. to build with. It, it's just something that um that I'm kind of passionate about, and I feel like I don't know what the tournament will hold. My contract's actually up in March, so I don't know what the plan is. I'm just going to try to do as much as I can and. Um, you know, if, if, if it's not renewed, I, I, I thank them for the opportunity and uh, I'll keep chugging, but yeah, I, I would like right. to find my Avenue there. And if, if it's through that, that would be great. If it's through gambling, that would be great as well. Right. Yeah. The first, I think, introduction to you that I had was when, uh, they had Rico on as a caller on pick central and you came in and started ripping him a new one. And I don't think I've awesome. ever laughed harder listening it to you. It was radio. one of the that best so segments funny. ever. Yeah. Well, it's funny 
a lot of people don't realize that um when, when that call happened, that was right before the shutdown of of for the tournament. And um he was on the phone and I called and I was actually sitting on hold for like ten minutes. I remember it was terrible. With, well, no, no. The thing was, I was on hold by my choice. They actually clicked me in, mm-hmm. and I heard the buzz in my my ear, and I was really just waiting for the right time to jump in. And he was obviously talking about himself as usual, and <laughs> he was mentioning that newsletter he does. And yeah. I, I, I just thought, you know what, this is it. And I had a dead air <laughs> spot, and I just jumped in and. You know, I knew Dave would love it, and I knew, you know, it would just turn into a match. That was the only known recording of us ever on the same phone line. Right? Like, it is. Like, he yeah, – um, because he's a pussy. Yes, yeah. he is. I, I have some plans about seeing him soon. And, look, I got to be honest, awesome. guys. Like, a lot of people know this, but a lot of people don't know that behind the scenes, um, you know, I've been harassed for, for, for over a year now. Um, you know, th- th- there are – there are minions that he's sent after yep. me, and and you know he's a he's a he's a he's a fucked it's up pen. dude, man. He's yeah, he's got a lot of mental issues, so I think. Well. And um, you know, I I I've said before, I'll work with him. I I just I don't want I will never ostracize anyone. If if I have to be on a stream with him, I could care less. Um, but he's preventing me from doing things, and that's that's where it, it gets bullshit. It's wrong. It's yeah, it's wrong. That that drives that's the part that I wanted to be brought up was that was I don't feel like that's fair. Like I've Rico has been entertaining in the past with his, you know, clownish uh, activity. But the way that you just go about business, I find it incredibly stupid of him. You guys would have the most listen. I think you guys would have listens like pardon my take. If you two did a basketball podcast, I think it would be electric. I think it could be electric. And he's just unwilling to see that so it it bums me out but i hope you you know you mentioned you're going to do this project more of a passion project with roan he's a good guy to hit your wagon to so i think i think that's somebody working with that could that could really benefit you so i hope you stick around with barstool because you do you do good things i bring a different element i mean i think for me i haven't really ever been out there and been able to really showcase who i am you know i have my own stuff but um you know when you're there every day it's a little different but you know it's funny because Barstool, the audience kind of change on people. You know, there are people that are hated for years and then they're kind of thrown out there. So I hope, you know, I, I kind of want to do some like not investigative stuff, but just really do stuff that I'm passionate about. And I think people are excited about. Um, but you always have people that are just, you know, they don't you know, they don't like me and, and they're always going to write something. But I, I, I'm passionate about it. I like a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm doing. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And real quick, one last thing that the thing that I'm working on, I actually I was approached by somebody that not represents this person, but he's connected to him. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into this decision. Like I, I was curious as to whether I'd even bring it up to Barstow because I was sure that Barstow would not be interested. Like it's a, it's a really hard and tough topic. It is something that the FBI will watch. It is, um, (laughs) it's some hard content. So it's, it's questionable and it, it has to be really done the right way because you know it could be really hard hitting so uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes sounds awesome hope yeah you wow. we will plug away we will be sure oh, yeah. to retweet everything so absolutely well is there anything else that you'd like to plug while you're here jeff no i appreciate having me on i always like doing stuff like this and um thanks for uh getting to know me a little bit 
Yeah, this was awesome. This was one of the since I've been following you, I've always wanted to actually talk to you in person rather than just go back and forth on Twitter. So thank you very much. Follow him at Jeff Nadu on Twitter, the Big Man on Basketball podcast at Big Man on BB, and give him a listen, give him a follow, and support him. Thank you very much, Jeff. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, yep, Jeff. Take it easy. Thanks, Jeff. See ya.